The University of Utah family mourned the death of one of its own student-athletes. A Utah trio sweeps the Pac-12 awards for the week. Introduction to Two for Tuesdays on a Wednesday. And the Locked on Utes stat of the week. It's all coming up next on Locked on Utes. Ute fans, welcome into the Locked On Utes podcast, your one-stop shop for all things University of Utah. For October 24th, 2018, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and also on TuneIn Radio. And truly, guys, come on, wherever you can find your podcasts, you'll be able to find us there as well. But please just do this one thing for me. Leave a review, good or bad, hopefully good. And uh, also a five-star rating if you like the show uh, as well. You can be a part of the show by calling 419-777-UTES. That's 419-777-8837. Be sure to leave a voicemail, leaving your name, of course, and ask questions, leave comments and opinions, and have your voice heard on the program. You can also feel free to email us at LockedOnUtes at gmail.com. And you can ask your questions and leave comments and opinions there. You know, have your opinions, have your questions read also on air. When it comes to social media, you can follow us along on, uh, you can follow along on Twitter and on Facebook. Just look for Locked on Utes and you'll be able to find us there. And finally, be sure to let all your Ute friends know about Locked on Utes. Now I begin this episode with an extremely heavy heart as tragedy struck the University of Utah athletics program on Monday night, early Tuesday morning, as Star Trek athlete for the Utes, Lauren McCluskey, was killed in a truly heinous act of hatred by her ex-boyfriend of just one month. It's truly horrific. It's one of those things when I first heard the story, I immediately thought about my own children. Um, just thinking about how difficult that must have been when her mother got that phone call. And uh, not only getting the phone call that her daughter had passed away, but then finding out that she was actually on the phone with her when the tragedy struck. And it is, again, one of those things that you never really think would happen. But unfortunately, we are living in a world right now where that is not necessarily acceptable, but where that is common, where we look at the news and find out something like this has happened every day. And it happened here in our community, and it truly is a tragedy. My heart, however, has been warmed by the love and kindness of you guys, of you Utah fans, to truly show Lauren and her family this type of support is truly astounding. It makes me proud to be a fan of the University of Utah and to be a part of such a tight-knit community. Uh, I've loved Utah fans before, but I think I'm going to love Utah fans even more after the outpouring of love that you guys have shown. Not only that, but I also want to give a shout-out to Tyler Smith on Twitter at BigTMoney25, where I had sent out a, not necessarily a link, but a screenshot of what the Utah community has raised through a GoFundMe account that was set up by a Utah fan. And I had mentioned that I, quote, love Utah fans. And Tyler, who I'm not quite sure if he's a Utah fan or not, um, but I will, I, I'm pretty sure he's not actually, I'm pretty sure he's a BYU fan. 
Tyler, if I'm wrong, please feel free to let me know. But he he was very quick to remind me of it's not just Utah fans. And here's what he says. He says, quote, I think this was much more than Utes fans. I just love the state of Utah and love how quickly we come together in support of one another. And that could not be more true. I, I read that and kind of got a nice little roundhouse kick to the face as I realized he's correct. It's not just Utah fans, but it's the entire state of Utah that's come together and that has truly shown the love and support uh, to this young woman. Lauren's mother, Jill McCluskey, uh, sent out a statement, and I want to read the last paragraph of her statement to basically let you guys know who Lauren was and um, kind of just remember her uh, for the wonderful things that she represented at the University of Utah. She says, quote, Lauren was a senior student athlete on the University of Utah track team. She was an outstanding student majoring in communication and was excited to graduate in May 2019. She was a 2015 honors graduate of Pullman High School, where she was Washington State champion in the high jump and the school record holder in the 100-meter hurdles. She attended Capitol Church in Salt Lake City. She loved to sing and had strength and determination. She was dearly loved and will be greatly missed, end quote. And I want to focus on that. I mean, powerful statement right there by, uh, by her mother, Jill McCluskey. Now, there also is that GoFundMe page that you can find. There is also at giving.utah.edu a memorial fund that's set up as well if you want to donate to Laura McCluskey's memorial fund. I want to remind you as well that there will be a vigil set up for 5 o'clock on October 24th on Wednesday, so that's today, on the steps of the park building. If you can make that, that would be terrific, uh, as I'm sure there will be many members of the community in attendance as this great tight-knit community has pulled together. Uh, I'll take a break, and when I return, I'll go into what I wanted to discuss on yesterday's program. I've already recorded it, and I was going to post it, but I felt as though um, I should not. I've tried to record them at nights and get them posted by morning time. And on Monday night, I recorded the podcast and was ready to post it for Tuesday. But, of course, the news of Lauren came across on early Tuesday morning, and so I had not prepared uh, to talk about Lauren, and I was not going to post Locked on Utes without any type of mention of Lauren. So what I want to do is I want to go back and talk to you guys about what I wanted to discuss on Tuesday's podcast, because I felt there was a lot of good things to discuss. So we'll move on from this, and I want to uh, really leave the simple message with you to be kind to one another. Um, we live in a community, as I just mentioned earlier, it's acceptable to be rude, to be mean, to, uh, to fight. That's now becoming more and more acceptable. My simple message to you is be kind to one another. Let's come together as a community, not just to mourn or to celebrate the life of Lauren McCluskey. Let's come together and learn from this and strive to be stronger together. I believe we can do that. I believe that we can come together and that we can become a truly tight-knit community here in the state of Utah. And uh, I'll leave that with you and we'll pause for a moment and come back on the other side. This is Locked On Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, Tyson Ewing. 
And I wanted to make sure uh, that I shared with you guys what I already had originally planned to post for Tuesday. Uh, and I'll go ahead and share that with you now as we talk specifically about the trio of the University of Utah players that won the Pac-12 awards. We'll also dive into Kyle Whittingham's weekly press conference from Monday. And we'll introduce you to Two for Tuesdays, uh, as that will obviously be on Tuesdays circumstances made it on Wednesday this week and also give you guys the uh, locked on Utes stat of the day. Uh, So here that is. Hope you guys enjoy and we will get right back to you tomorrow with a brand new podcast. Have a lovely day. All right, we begin today's podcast by talking about something that has never happened in Utah history since the Utes joined the Pac-12, and that is a trio of Utes earned the Players of the Week in the Pac-12 Conference, a really special feat for the University of Utah, and it truly was, when you look at the game film, as I have, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but looked at game film and you see what these three players did, then you can see why they earned the Pac-12 Players of the Week, and we'll start with the quarterback, Tyler Huntley, who we've talked about him, uh, played tremendously well against USC. It was 22 of 29, nearly a perfect passer rating, and also threw for four touchdowns. It was a true spectacle to behold as Tyler Huntley played, dare I say, his best game in a Utah uniform. And it was a game as well that head coach Kyle Whittingham pointed out as possibly Tyler Huntley's best game during his weekly press conference on Monday. We'll actually get to that in a moment. I'll introduce you to a segment called Two for Tuesdays, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. And continuing to highlight the the Pac-12 Players of the Week, Tyler Huntley comes in, uh, like I mentioned, as the Player of the Week on the offensive side of the football. Chase Hansen comes in as the Defensive Player of the Week as he earned 11 tackles. He had three tackles for loss, not to mention one incredibly athletic interception, where if you remember, that ball tapped off of Javelin Gidry's left shoulder, popped in the air and in midair. Chase Hansen made an outstanding play where he tapped the ball, had to completely readjust his body, and came down, if you remember, barely getting his fingertips underneath that ball, securing it. Now, the ball technically did touch the turf, but in college football, as long as you have complete control of that football, basically saying if your hand is on it and it does not move when it hits the ground, basically saying that the ground has absolutely zero effect on if you would have caught the ball or not, then it counts as an interception, and that's exactly what Chase Hansen did. He made the uh, he made the incredibly athletic play, followed by the maybe even more astounding interception that was truly incredible, and it was definitely one of many highlights from Utah's win over USC on Saturday night. And finally, Matt Gay for his efforts, as well earning the Pac-12 Special Teams Player of the Week, two for two on field goals, and he was perfect as well in PATs. And frankly, the Utes get national recognition by having this feat where it's only happened four times in the Pac-12 history where a team has swept the awards across the board, and Utah becomes that fourth team to do that. And up and down the board, you just have to be impressed overall with what Utah did defensively especially. That was a main talking point in Kyle Whittingham's press conference on Monday that the defense was flying all over the place. And it kind of goes back to what I talked about on the last podcast where I questioned if this could be Utah's fastest defense. I actually did not highlight this, but Coach Whittingham in his postgame press conference mentioned how he believes that the two linebackers, talking about Cody Barton and Chase Hansen, 
Johnson could be the fastest guys in that position that he has ever seen. That more or less goes along with what I'm saying about the speed of this defense. You know, the, if if your linebackers can get to the quarterback in, a, in an instant, then that's going to do nothing more than boost the pressure that the quarterbacks are going to feel each and every single week. And Utah happens to be blessed with two linebackers that can do that exact thing. But kind of going back to what I was talking about here just a moment ago about the awards and really how special of a feat that is. That's something that Utah, of course, you are used to seeing the special teams player of the week be a Utah player. Usually it's either Matt Gay or Mitch Wisnowski. But now we're starting to see recognition on the offensive side of the football as well. Tyler Huntley had a career game. Uh, Four touchdowns in that matchup against USC. And after those two first touchdowns by USC, the Utes controlled every aspect of that game. Third downs were huge in that game, in large part because of what Defensive Player of the Week Chase Hansen was doing as well. At one point, USC was 0 of 10 on third downs before finally converting their 11th attempt on third downs. Now, at halftime, USC had eight total possessions. They had a touchdown. Now, technically, you can count that touchdown scoop and score uh, where the lineman ran back after the strip sack on Tyler Huntley. That does technically count as a possession. So the first technically two possessions for USC were touchdowns. But there was one missed field goal, and if you remember how that was set up, that was due to a blunder by Britton Covey as he went to go return a ball, and they just muffed it, and it put USC in prime position, but they then missed the field goal. So there was that possession, and then there was an interception to Chase Hansen interception, and five punts. Uh, that was all before halftime. So five punts, an interception, a missed field goal, the one touchdown on offense, and then scoop and score, which technically does count as a possession as well. So that was just at halftime. And so Chase Hansen, I truly believe, 100% earns the Pac-12 Player of the Week. And though I didn't give him the game ball, I actually gave it to the aforementioned Javelin Guidry, who I felt just was terrific in that game in the secondary. Chase Hansen 100% deserves to be the Pac-12 Player of the Week. And as I watched game film today, I was very interested in wanting to find out what my first thought was from watching this defense. Yes, the offense was terrific, but my but my mindset was on the defense and what they do. And dare I say, that was about as dominant of a performance as I've ever seen from the defensive side of the football by Utah. I mean, if you think of a couple different plays, there was the blocked punt. We talked about that as well. The blocked punt, you take that away and you put USC deep in their own territory. You had that fumble on the strip sack, obviously the touchdown that resulted on that second technical drive. And you obviously had that very first possession by USC where JT Daniels lobbed it up to Michael Pittman and the Utah defense was not able to come up with it. When you look at the guys who were actually defending them in the play, that was Julian Blackman and Marquise Blair had a wonderful opportunity to take the interception away, but instead it resulted in a touchdown. So you think of three very simple plays that Utah could have flipped around. USC is looking at seven total points in that game. That was one of if not the best performances that I have ever seen Utah defense have. And, and and I was just very impressed with what they were doing. And and most definitely a Utah player 100% deserved to be the Pac-12 player of the week following that terrific performance. And finally, I just need to make sure to give a huge shout out to Matt Gay as he continues to be just spectacular at kicking the football. You know, that's one thing that Coach Whittingham always preaches is that he wants to be good in all aspects of the game, but he prides himself a lot in the special teams play. And Matt Gay continues to do 
everything that you would expect a kicker to do, and that's put the ball through the uprights. That's your one job, and Matt Gay is terrific at it. And, you know, Utah fans should feel very fortunate for how terrific the special teams play has been over the years at the University of Utah. It's been probably the best in the entire country when you think about top-to-bottom punter and kicker and what they've done. I mean, obviously the awards, you think about the national recognition from the awards, to have those guys as part of your team, it's always it's always a uh, good feeling to have those guys on your side. Uh, so Matt Gay also winning the Special Teams Player of the Week. And just to kind of to go over it again, Offensive Player of the Week goes to Tyler Huntley for his terrific performance and, dare I say, his career best performance. You had Chase Hansen, the linebacker for Utah, earns Defensive Player of the Week in the Pac-12 Conference, 11 tackles and three of which four loss. And then you had Matt Gay with two for two on field goals and five for five from PATs. So congratulations to that University of Utah trio for earning the Pac-12 Players of the Week. All right, guys, if you're a listener of the show, you know how much I rave about Sling TV, and it's time to rave to you about Sling TV one more time. I love it, Sling TV. In my opinion, the best way to get your sports, especially college football. I love college football, and I love that Sling TV gives me the options to watch college football each and every single week. For $30 a month, you get ESPN, you get Pac-12, you get the SEC Network, and more. You know, you're able to stream on any device that you own, whether that be whether that be your phone, whether that be your tablet, whether that be streaming on whatever device you want to to get it onto your big screen. With Sling TV, you can. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, but only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and feel free to cancel at any time. Sign up for Sling TV, get your seven-day free trial, and Locked On listeners can get that free trial by logging on to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on to claim that seven-day free trial right now. Go ahead and do it. You will love it. I love it. I love I uh I love watching football, as I know you guys do as well. Otherwise, you wouldn't be tuning into the podcast. So make sure to go to uh, sling.com slash locked on and claim your seven-day free trial and sign up for Sling TV today. We'll take a break. When we return, we'll come back with a new segment that I want to introduce to you called Two for Tuesdays, and I'll give you the Locked On Stat of the Week. That's coming up next on Locked On Utes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Utes. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing. And I wanted to introduce you guys to a segment that I decided to create as I listened to the uh, weekly press conference by head coach Kyle Whittingham. It's called Two for Tuesdays, and I want to introduce that to you by saying that Two for Tuesdays, as Coach Whittingham had his press conference on Monday, on Tuesdays, I want to break down two specific things that Kyle Whittingham talks about in his weekly press conference. So, there I say, two items on Tuesday, two for Tuesdays. And the two things I want to discuss today that Kyle Whittingham spoke about uh, in his weekly press conference 
was something I've talked about as well in the emergence of Max Tapai and really how special it is that he has come on Coach Whittingham in the weekly press conference, actually, if you remember, if you listened to yesterday's episode, he talked specifically about Max Tapai and how it's not necessarily a surprise, but it's definitely the biggest help that Utah has had. And it's been something that, you know, Kyle Whittingham can definitely be proud of as Max Tapai actually filled the void for the injured Mika Tafua. And he came in and has really shown that he is a truly special player to introduce you a little bit to Max Tapai, who's really been one of my main talking points on the podcast if you've tuned in. He's a sophomore from Taylorsville, Utah, a local, a local kid, went to Murray High School, stands at six foot one, weighs 242 pounds, and he's just been one terrific player during this three-game winning streak for the University of Utah. And here's Coach Whittingham specifically talking about what Max Tapai is doing and why it's helping so much. The light switch has just come on, and that's sometimes there's really no explanation for that. You know, a guy will be in your program and, and uh, not make a lot of noise or do much, and then all of a sudden something clicks, and that's what's happened with Max. He is turning into the, you know, the exact player that we hoped he would be when we recruited him, and that's uh, that's been a huge plus for us because, as I've said before, we were a little bit thin on depth at the end, uh, and that you know having him play at the level he's playing at is uh, you know made a ton of difference, especially with uh, Mika Tafua. You know, he was out for a period of time, and, and so he picked up the slack. Not only picked up the slack, but exceeded everybody's expectations. And there it is. And truthfully, I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, obviously from an outsider's perspective, more or less looking and seeing what Max Tapai is doing, you can truly see that he's making a huge impact. And I want to talk about this again. You know, back in that Stanford game, Max Tapai had what I said at the time to be the play of the game. And that was a drive was really being created for Stanford. It was third down and it was within striking distance, I guess I should say. Max Tapai came off that edge with veracity, took down the quarterback, recorded the sack and forced a Stanford punt. And the game changed from there on out. Utah then went down and scored and Stanford found themselves completely out of the game. Now, yes, there's so many plays. If you look back at that game, you can say, well, it was the play of the game. But I will say that that Max Tapai sack set the tone for the rest of the game. And ever since then, I mean, yes, we might not have called his name a whole heck of a lot in that game against USC, but he still made his presence felt uh, as he was forcing the offensive line to have to really pay close attention to him, allowing a blitz to come through and getting in those speedy linebackers, AKA Chase Hansen was able to, uh, was able to break the line of scrimmage and do his damage, obviously with three tackles for loss recorded in that game. That was the first topic of discussion I wanted to mention in regards to Kyle Whittingham. Now the second thing I want to discuss in coach Whittingham's press conference was how he talked about a huge weekend on the recruiting trail, how the Utes hosted many recruits, including Jaden Daniels, a dual-threat quarterback ranked number two in the country as a dual-threat quarterback, visited the Utes this weekend in their Pac-12 matchup against USC, and he was asked specifically about what performances like the one that Utah showed in that game can do for potential recruits who come in and see this game, and here's his response to that. It's great to to be able to, uh, you know, have, uh, you know, 
on a national stage or, or you know a, a stage of some some platform that a lot of people are watching that when you play well and and uh, the kids see that even on TV it projects you know well the crowd and the and the atmosphere but to be there is is even you know that much better and we had a, a fairly substantial recruiting weekend this past weekend so it's very positive and you know I think it was uh, very uh, had a big impact. Now, I had the same exact thought this weekend as I knew that Jaden Daniels was was going to be coming in. And with all that happened last week with Jack Tuttle, you knew that this was going to have to be a big performance by Utah for him to come, obviously, to experience the culture that the uh, University of Utah provides, but also to see what his, hopefully, future team does on the football field against a nationally pow- against a national power in USC. And what we saw was utter dominance from the beginning to the end by the University of Utah. And I very much in agreement, uh, agree with Coach Whittingham where he talks about that really could have a big effect on recruits and bringing them in. And if they can see that these guys can perform well on national TV where a lot of people are watching, they're going to want to be a part of that. And we'll see if Jaden Daniels will choose the University of Utah. I believe we're very close to getting an answer uh, from Jaden Daniels on whether he'll decide to uh, go to Utah or his second option right now uh, looks like it could be UCLA. But that's besides the point. Not talking about that at this time. Um, But there it is, Jaden Daniels visiting this weekend and Coach Whittingham more or less as, you know, full well that the media knew exactly who was in town this weekend and that's more or less what they were trying to get out of Kyle Whittingham is what that effect could have on Jaden Daniels. All right, finally, I want to introduce you as well to the stat of the week. And I'm excited for this because I am a big time stats guy. Uh, now, if you know me personally, I am a stats guy. I'm actually the statistician for the Utah Jazz TV broadcasts. I've been a stats guy my, my really my entire life, and I really wanted to make sure that on this podcast, I brought to you guys something that is specific to me, and that is, and that is how much you just heard me, how much I love stats and how much I love diving into stats and uh, really just discovering stats. And this stat, it's it's not necessarily a new one. It's something that if you're closely associated with the University of Utah, you've probably heard this by now, but it's this Utah defense. This is something that we've uh, really just pounded into you each and every single day so far here on the Locked on Utes podcast. It's really just how great this Utah defense has been. Let me get the numbers for you on Pac-12 leaders, both individually and as a unit of what University of Utah is doing and clearly the effect that they are having in the Pac-12 conference. This stat is a big one, and here it is. The Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week, Chase Hansen. We all know how quick he is at the linebacker position, and Chase ranks number one in the Pac-12 conference in tackles for loss, averaging two per game. He has a total of 14 on the season. He's ranked second in the entire country in that statistic as well. He trails Nate Harvey, who's, oh boy, Nate Harvey for East Carolina has 18 and a half total tackles for loss. Incredible. But uh, but Chase Hansen comes in at 14 on the season, averaging two per game, which for your defense and just how stout this defense has been, That does nothing more than just continually help what is already a very powerful defense. And speaking of that defense, kind of a play on for the uh, stat of the week, University of Utah, which ranks number one in the Pac-12 conference in rushing defense, 
Also ranks number one in the country in rushing defense as well. The numbers, they are truly astounding for the University of Utah. They allow just 2.39 yards per carry, which is absolutely towards the very top in the country. And they only allow 74.6 yards per game. So teams like USC, like Arizona, like Stanford, they scheme to try to have to pass the football because they know just how stout this defense truly is. And we are seeing it in incredible fashion each and every single week, and we saw it firsthand on Saturday night. This Utes defense is elite, and the numbers are showing it as well. You know, what you're seeing is just dominance by this Utah defense, and you can bet that Morgan Scali is going to have these guys ready and prepared each and every single week. And, you know, UCLA, uh, they have been putting points on the board as of late, but you know full well that in practice this week, these guys are focusing first on stopping the run, which Coach Whittingham also mentioned in his press conference as well, stopping the run, and then from there, everything will fall into place. Coach Whittingham truly believes that if you stop the run first, then everything else will fall into place. And we are seeing what his defense is doing, and it's far and away the most dominant in the Pac-12 and ranks number one in the entire country. All right, folks, if you're an avid listener to the Locked On Utes podcast, you've heard me geek out about Vivid Seats, and I'm about to do it again. And it's simple. I love Vivid Seats. No wonder why I'm geeking out about this. If you're unfamiliar with it, Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. It's very, very simple. It's an application you can download to your phone. It's simple to find tickets to events, to shows to sporting events whatever you want to see live and in person you can do so with vivid seats not only is vivid seats really easy to use but they offer great prices as well and as a listener of the locked on Utes podcast you can receive twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more if you're a first-time customer with vivid seats and it's very simple just as i mentioned it's an app go to the store whether whether it's an apple store whether it's a google play store wherever you get your applications Take your phone, download the application, and enter promo code Locked On to receive your $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Now, it's important to know as well that all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. Vivid Seats is awesome. I love it, and I know you will love it as well. Give it a try today. Download the app and save $20 right now. This is Locked On Utes for October 24th, 2018. Have a lovely rest of your day, and as always, go Utes!